0: Welcome to a History of Chocolate podcast. I'm your host Kaylee, and today I'll be taking you on a fascinating journey from the rainforests of Ecuador to the European mainland, the coast of Africa, and everywhere in between. This is because chocolate has a long and complicated history, but I'm just here to give you an overview and hopefully spark an interest in how chocolate has touched every part of the world. The word chocolate is derived from a word in the Nahatul, or the Aztec, language. The word Wacatl means bitter water, and this is most likely where the Spaniards got their root word for chocolate. However, there is debate among scholars on whether or not the Aztecs, the Mayans, or another group entirely came up with the root words that now form what we use today. Let's start at the beginning, in a civilization nestled in the rainforests of northern Ecuador. Santa Ana la Florida was a civilization founded roughly 200,000 BCE. Now with a civilization this old, it is very difficult for researchers to say for sure what was happening, but they found a lot of artifacts that were similar to ones used by Mayans and Aztecs to drink chocolate. So we can likely deduce that these people also used chocolate for medicinal purposes as well as harvesting the pulp in the fruit as a snack and fermenting a beverage for drinking and rituals. Up until 2018, research and general belief pointed to the Mayan and Olmec civilizations of Central America as the very first people to utilize cacao. However, with the variety and age of cacao trees in South America, a few researchers began to wonder if this was true, and started conducting research in the northern Amazon. They found traces of chocolate in many artifacts, and in 2018, the study utilized many modern technologies, such as DNA testing, to prove that chocolate was actually there. This is when historians have begun making a distinction between the use of wild cacao and the domestication of the trees. But this evidence supports both the use and domestication of cacao at least 1,500 years before its use in Central and Mesoamerica. Now, the importance of chocolate in culture was not as dominant in South America as in Mesoamerica, which placed heavy emphasis on the role of chocolate. But this is likely why the Europeans wrote so much more about chocolate in Mesoamerica, and early sellers likely did not realize where the cacao came from. Although uncertain, researchers have guessed that cacao made its way to Mesoamerica on ships in the Pacific Ocean, Some artifacts in the Santa Ana La Florida civilization suggest connections to communities on the Pacific coast, which is likely how the short-lived cacao made its way to be traded in Mesoamerica. This takes us to the 700 CE. Now usually people know about chocolate history, they think of the Mayans of the Aztecs, and that is for a good reason. The Mayans and Aztecs both created drinks from cacao that were used in rituals. However, in the Mayan community, consumption of cacao wasn't so widespread. This is because it was considered intoxicating due to the fermented alcoholic beverage that they made from the pulp, and it was also very valuable to their community. Only nobles, priests, and high-ranking officials could enjoy the food, along with the occasional person who was slated for sacrifice. Yes, in Guatemala, researchers have found ample evidence of human sacrifice in certain Mayan ruins. This is because the Mayans deeply respected their gods, the same gods who they thanked for giving them cacao in the first place. The Mayans had been the most powerful civilization in Mesoamerica occupying the Yucatan Peninsula, which is now part of southern Mexico, Guatemala, Belize, and parts of Honduras and El Salvador. However, around 900 CE, the Mayans began to diminish, and this is where the Aztecs stood up to take their place, but in central Mexico instead. The Aztecs truly became prominent around 1200 CE. Their god, Quetzalcoatl, was said to have gifted the cacao trees to them, and they revered the cacao bean as an important in healing, spirituality, and their economy. Cacao beans were used instead of coins as currency, and they were even used by conquered kingdoms to pay taxes to the emperor. For healing, the Aztecs would often grind up cacao beans and mix the pulp from the fruit or the powder from the seeds with other herbs and plants that had medicinal value. There was no such thing as solid chocolate there, but the beans were used to make frothy drinks. These drinks were very different from the hot chocolate we have today. They were often drank in cold, as it was chocolate prepared with spices or hot peppers to give it a bitter and spicy flavor. This drink was popular both for its taste and cacao's medicinal properties. The Aztecs are the people we can thank for introducing chocolate to the rest of the world. When Hernán Cortés, a Spanish explorer, landed in Central America in 1519, he was greeted warmly by the great Aztec emperor Moctezuma. Moctezuma loved the spicy cacao drink, called xocolatl, which you might remember means bitter water and is what inspired the word chocolate. Some reports suggest that he loved xocolatl so much that he drank up to 50 cups a day. While there is no way of proving this, it is still clear enough that Moctezuma thought cacao as one of his people's greatest commodities as he served the drink to the conquistadors. In 1528, Cortes returned to Spain and introduced cacao to his monarchs. Immediately, it became a popular beverage in Spain. Spaniards drank it with vanilla, cinnamon, sugar, and other sweet spices to make it a drink more suitable to European palates. Importation to Spain began in 1570, but it wasn't until the early 1600s that the rest of Europe caught on to this delicious beverage. At first, drinking chocolate was only available to monarchs, but began spreading to nobility as plantations were established in South America and the Caribbean. In some places like London, chocolate was widely available in tea and chocolate houses if people had the money to spare to enjoy it. Plantations enabled this spread of chocolate as cacao trees were brought to Jamaica and other Caribbean islands by the Spaniards to begin mass production of the beans. Soon after, the English, Dutch, and French followed in their own colonies. The drinking chocolate popular in Europe was not the same as we make it. Today, our hot chocolate powder is made with cocoa and milk powder. But up until the 1800s, drinking chocolate was made by scraping shavings off of a block. This was not chocolate that was good to eat, but melted down and mixed with spices, it had a much different taste that made people not notice the coarse texture of the block. Compared to the hot chocolate we drink, Europeans and early Americans enjoyed a thicker drink with richer flavor and aroma. As chocolate houses continued to trend in Europe, colonies also spread in the world. And in 1670, London's chocolate house trend spread to their American colonies. Dorothy Jones and Jane Barnard opened a chocolate house in Boston, and soon enough chocolate was so widely demanded in the U.S. that in 1765 the first chocolate factory was opened. Due to the health properties of chocolate and its ability to be transported with ease in blocks, it became a part of soldiers' rations. Many ate the gritty hard blocks or melted it into drinks when they could manage the time to maintain their energy and sustain them on long journeys such as retreats from battles during the Revolutionary War. In 1830 the British chocolate manufacturer J.S. Ryan Sons began selling eating chocolate. As we previously discussed the chocolate back then was not very good to eat as it was coarse, grainy, and bitter. The idea of consuming chocolate didn't catch on until one Swiss inventor changed the game, but that didn't happen until much later. Between that time and the introduction of better eating chocolate, a Portuguese baron introduced cacao production in Ghana. Today, Ghana and the Ivory Coast on the west of Africa are the largest producers of cacao beans, growing 70% of the world's product. It is then taken to refineries in the north to become cocoa powder or butter. But we can thank those African countries for allowing us to enjoy chocolate in the massive way that we do today. If you're like me, you may have wondered why Switzerland is so well known for chocolate. That's because they created the way we eat chocolate today, and they've been ahead of the game ever since. In 1876, Daniel Peter put milk chocolate on the market after eight years of experimentation. Three years later, Rudolf Lindt created a machine that heated and rolled chocolate, adding more cocoa butter until it became a soft and melty treat. Thus began the popularity of confectionery chocolate, which overpassed drinking chocolate in the 1920s. North America, chocolate has become a booming business. In 1923, the Chocolate Manufacturers Association of the United States of America, known as the CMA, was established. Just two years later, the New York Cocoa Exchange was formed to buy and sell contracts on cocoa. This eventually merged with Sugar and Coffee Exchange to form the Coffee, Sugar, and Cocoa Exchange in 1979 and is now under the New York Board of Trade on Wall Street. This podcast has been Just a Taste, a mere scratch of the surface of the deep and complex history of chocolate. I've striven to provide you all with a chronological timeline of the biggest events in chocolate's history, but there is so much more to learn. Whether you're interested in the religious practices involving chocolate, the medicinal properties of cacao beans, or anything in between, there's a lot more to discover. I've included my sources down below so that you can do your own research. But no matter what, thank you for listening.